welcome back to another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club. I'm Lisa. And I'm Jess. And we're recording a little bit earlier than normal today, so... Yeah, I was laughing because I think I took a big old slurp of coffee right when you started. (laughs) Well, there's a countdown, so I'm not sure if the slurp made it in or not. I think anyone hears a slurp, that was me getting my last dose of coffee before we started talking. (laughs) Yeah, as I as I was saying to my husband, oh, I woke I slept till eight. We're recording at nine. I have to wake up and and try to figure out how to be entertaining. And he says, nobody likes a matinee. (laughs) Thank (laughs) God. Which is true. You get up at in the theater world. Well, I mean, normally I don't. Oh, it's usually by the time Sunday rolls around during the summer because I have Fridays through Sundays off, which is fabulous. Yeah, Austin, who is a teacher, is now off for the whole summer. So whereas before I still had to wake up early on Friday because he was getting up. Now we can both sleep in. So typically it takes us a couple of days before we actually sleep in Um, a a reasonable amount, in my opinion, on the weekend. Usually we're still getting up at like 645 or 7 because it's just ingrained in us. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, the weekends actually get up earlier. I have no idea why. I stay up later and I'm like, bing, at 5.30 or 6. Maybe Whatever. it's that feeling inside of yourself that, you know, you only have two days. So I gotta get you just want to squeeze all of the time out of those yeah. two days. Even though I usually just still stay in bed and just look at social media or read. <laughs> Not well, really making the most too. of my early morning hours. I, I, I got to get up. Like Austin's the same way, but he doesn't drink coffee either. Like he'll wake up and he'll lay in bed and read for sometimes up to like an hour. But I'm like, I need coffee. So like I have to get up and get coffee. I will try to do like the sneak downstairs and silently make some coffee and hope nobody hears me and then sneak back upstairs. So they think that I'm still in bed sleeping, but I'm actually like reading and having my coffee and, you know, having a little me moment. Sure. (laughs) But it doesn't always work. Rudy's always up early, but he will ignore me because he's get he gets his video game time in the mornings. So. Right, he's doing the same thing, but instead yeah. of coffee, it's video games. Yeah, he's like quiet. Nobody wake up. How long can I play if nobody knows I'm here? Yeah, playing? and then I don't have to disclose how many hours I've already I've had of been. video game time. Yeah, for the day. frying my youth's mind. It's cool. Yeah, everybody Anything. does. Yeah, let's talk about a book. Yeah, so we're switching it up this week. We're only going to talk about one book, so maybe we won't be super long-winded like usual, but something Uh, tells me we'll still find a way. (laughs) We'll always find a way. (laughs) Yeah, so you you pitched this book, so what what are we reading this week? We are reading Bewitched by Laura (laughs) Thalassa. Thalassa. Thalassa, I think. Thalassa. Yes. And I was really excited to read this book because first off, I was getting a whole bunch of like hype on the the Instagrams and whatnot. So I was like, oh, what's this all about? And then I realized who the author was. And I had read her book of that four apocalypse series. I only read one, even though I loved it. You know, I got other things to do. Um, But (laughs) Pestilence. I loved Pestilence. And I loved Pestilence because as I've said before, I really did not think I would like that book. I'm like, how do you make you know, pestilence, sexy. That's such a weird concept. I don't think I'm behind this. It was so good. I loved it. Totally got sucked right on into it. Um, this book 
I think it was similar. I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if this is going to do it, but totally got into it. I will say I, it went away a place I didn't expect. We'll talk about that more. I'm not sure where the future of this series is going to go. And that's really unusual because I feel like usually I have a pretty good idea where we're headed and I'm not a hundred percent sure where we're headed with this one, but yeah, so I, you're the one that brought this book to my attention when it came out, which was in April of this year. And I, you know, I must have read the synopsis at that point. And then I, you know, put it into my TBR list. Yeah. And when you mentioned it again, I went back and I read the synopsis. And I I had thought this was going to be a, a one-off book. Like, I didn't I know did it was going to be the first <laughs> book in a series, which is fine, um, but it's just like, ah, now, like, who knows when the second book, well, actually it's set at the end. So she's doing a novella, which uh, I guess is going to give us some backstory of the two main characters oh. that's supposed to come out sometime in the fall or okay. winter. And then the second book's not coming out until spring of 2024. Oh, so gonna it's going to be quite a, a long wait. Yeah. I'm, we're definitely going to have to reread because, you know. <laughs> Our memories are giant black holes. Uh, this is the problem with with reading new books. Like, you know, all these books come out and they have so much buzz and you want to read them. But like my memory is so bad and I know it's going to be a long time before the second book comes out and I'm just not going to retain the information, especially when a lot of these books are so similar to one another Yes. So I jumped ahead and actually together. Yeah. I read the next book that we're going to read. And I'm like this morning, I was like, which book is which? Which character is which? (laughs) Okay. All right. I think I'm in the right world. Let's do this. (laughs) Yeah. But it's hard. They definitely do bleed together. Yeah. So this book is, I guess I read somewhere, I think maybe in the book synopsis, it's set in the same world as both her Bargainer series and her Unearthed series, neither of which we've read. Um, but I will say that, and I don't know, this might not be true just as somebody who's coming in as like a new reader to this world. I did not feel like you got a whole lot of setup in terms of how the world works, which is fine. I didn't. So many questions. Like this book just made more and more and more questions. Yeah. And so I'm wondering (laughs) if perhaps we had read those other series or one of them, at least if, if we would have like some inside information. Yeah. So that I'm just curious about that. I didn't feel like it took away from my enjoyment of the book. It was just something that I noticed. It was like, okay, we're right. We're right in. We're not getting any, you know, magic in this world is real. It seems Mm -hmm. like everybody knows about this, even though the main character, Celine did make mention at one point that it because she goes to this coven, which is basically like a Harry Potter school for witches, yeah. but for adults. It's like a college. It didn't feel very adult, though. That was a surprise to me. I didn't expect that, but. Yeah, I mean, she is only 20. Yeah, I just, I guess when, sort the, of. Like, when I first started reading the book, she didn't feel 20 to me, you know? Yeah, and then same. all of a sudden, she's like, I've got into this coven. I'm like, okay, you're in a coven. You're a witch. Cool. It's like, oh, no kidding. It's actually like um, boarding school. Yeah. Like, it went very like YA all of a sudden. I'm like, like moving into the dorms. Yes. And I didn't like anticipate that. And that kind of like took me aback. I was like, oh, is this YA? Like, I went back and checked because I was like, this is feeling very Harry Potter. You're right. Yeah. Like, they're all in school and taking classes and. 
Right. But Being excited he, about dances. <laughs> yeah, like parties in the woods and um, yeah. But yeah, she did mention like it being freeing because she was able to do spell work and before she had been living among humans. But then I'm like, but don't humans know about magic? Because then you have the cops making an appearance and they, yeah. they're in the know about witches and spells. So that was a little bit confusing. So I was like, okay, so are we not supposed to be doing spells in the regular human world? Or it, she just means... It's not a part of herself that she can share understanding with in that part of her life. Yeah, we but don't then really also, know. like, way later on, she talks about memories of growing up. And uh, I guess her parents are magical because she makes mention of spell casting with her parents. I don't think magic is out in the open because the, the story opens with her being on a plane and it's crashing. And she basically has to use her magic to help land this plane. But, like, nobody sees the magic. Nobody knows that she's controlling this plane. And she's kind of like, hey, just let me in here, like, into the cockpit. No. The pilot's like, are you doing this? Well, yeah, because they're like, what the hell's going on? Not like, are you magical? But then when the cops are, like, interviewing her, like, they know it's a school for witches. Those cops do. I don't know. There's not. it's not consistent. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I was wondering. Does this make more sense if you read the other series and have a better understanding of how this world works? Or is that just being deliberately vague? I don't Because know. as we, I haven't mentioned, but the, the big part of this story for the main character is that she, everybody does some sort of awakening ritual when they're, I think, 16. And it lets you know if you have any power. So it's not just witches in this world. There are like lycanthropes and fae and I think vampires too. But I don't remember if they talk about those. And she at this point discovers that she's a witch. And as soon as she comes into that power, she also learns that there's a cost for her magic and it's her memories. And every time she does a spell she loses a memory or memories depending on how big the magic is that she's working and she never knows what she's gonna lose it's just you know rotting away her brain actually it says um i don't remember which part of the book this is but i highlighted the medical records you released suggest that and i quote It is believed that the patient's memory loss is a magic-based disease with no known equivalent and no known cure. It would appear to be progressive, a progressive disease, prognosis terminal. You're just going to forget all your memories and die? I guess you're going to just be like... You forget how to live? Yeah. Like maybe, (gasps) you know, you you regress inside yourself to the point where you're no longer able to, to function. I don't know. I think that that was when she was being interviewed by... It was the the very beginning. Yeah, because she keeps trying to get into this coven and they never approve her. And that the big reason is because they know about this She's medical a liability. history of hers. And like, yeah, and the liability. But but that wasn't interesting. I did really um, appreciate that. Like, I thought that was really, I've never seen a character like that before where they lose their memories as they use their magic. And like the fact that like she doesn't like shy away from using her magic. She just accepts that like, I'm going to lose some memories. Better write all my shit down. Yeah, it's really not like she's created a system for herself where yeah, she I would just not use magic. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and it, it is it creates an interesting place for the reader to be in because 
sometimes we know more than she does because like yes. she says something and then she forgets but the, we the reader don't um like the character Casey I, I don't know if you caught that but she meets Casey initially in the library's grimoire room when when Casey catches uh Celine conjuring the hellfire flame yeah. in the lantern and then she forgets and she yep. meets her again when she's looking at the job board where Celine is looking for magical jobs and she's like meeting Casey for the first time in, in her perspective but we know she already met her before and already, forgot yeah and it is but, interesting too because it makes like your lead character your main character untrustworthy you know yeah because, or like, unreliable, she, unreliable yeah exactly them. so it's like usually you read something and you're like well the, my character said this like so I understand that this is where they're coming from but she often doesn't know because she doesn't have a memory <laughs> so it's, it is an interesting kind of change <laughs> yeah and I think it, it's it's interesting as you go through the book because she both hates that she lost her memories, but then there's these little peaks into her psyche where it's like she also is afraid to remember. I think part of her likes the like system she's got going and that she doesn't remember everything and that I don't know. I mean, I, we could get real deep with it and be like, well, she never has to truly be accountable for anything because she doesn't have any memories. But yeah, and that's part of, her kind of what I'm freeing. getting at. Yeah, yeah, that's part of what I'm getting at, because there's like a there's a um, interaction that she has with her friend Sybil, where when she first gets to the school and she's like having to plot out her map and everything like that like where her classes are so she can make a map for her notebooks so she remembers you know where her classes are and when she has what and she Sybil wants to hang out with her you know she's finally in the coven she's living close by and she's like you know you can chill out on the studiousness and then um Celine says like you know I can't I wish it were different I wish I didn't need to work harder just to be treated normally by my peers but it is what it is and Sybil of all people knows this but then later like Memnon tells her like oh I can there's a spell I can do to release your memories and immediately she's like no I don't want oh, that no. oh no so it's like well which is it like do you wish that you could be like everybody else or are you like I don't know. I just found that I she's interesting. This well, character. I think part of that too is like with Memnon, she's like completely overwhelmed because like we kind of really jumped through that, but like yeah, he's basically come back. She's like released him, and he was in a curse of some sorts. And he she he's like, you're my wife, you're Roxolana, you're not Celine, um, and you have this long history, and this is why you can speak this language, and this is why you understand this. So it's probably like that point. She's just like that's way too overwhelming. Like, I do not want to, like, deal with, you know, thousands of years of regret that I apparently have lived through. Or I don't know. I can't assume that it's regret. But, you know, it's a lot. That's a lot to absorb, I would think. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we did jump ahead. But it was just since we were talking about our memory loss. It was just yeah. as we're moving through the book with this character, I think she's got a lot of... um back and forth about that like I'm not really Absolutely. sure how she feels about her memory loss when all is said and done because I, she yeah. really doesn't she really doesn't want to give it away I, I mean I think part of it is that she doesn't want to compromise with Memnon she doesn't want to give him what he wants but it also seems like she's really she's afraid of what she's going to yeah. discover about yeah herself. absolutely 
And I think when we end the book, I think that that is confirmed. She's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Like, what have I done? Yeah, but we did jump ahead. So like you mentioned, she's trying to get into this coven. She's been denied several times. And so she's really like, this is the time I'm going to get in. So she has the interview. It doesn't go very well. And they basically tell her, we're going to reject your application unless you do two tasks. One, she has to find a familiar, which I love. I love that part of this story, how all the witches have their familiars. And yeah. Um, and they're Hers is an asshole, though. That's what yeah. she says. <laughs> and then familiar two, is an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And then two, she has to do redo her magical quest, which is every every witch has to have a magical quest where basically they go into nature and commune with their powers and have this experience and then write it down in an essay (laughs) and they didn't like hers so she has to redo that and so what does she do she gets drunk on wine and then promptly forgets that she's bought a bought tickets to south america along with a passage on a cruise to the lapagos islands yeah but then her her plane crashes in peru and we touched yes. on that. Which I did love that part. And I think I texted you and I'm like, this has got like a Dracula vibe because you just, she hears this voice. It's like, Empress, come to me, come to me. Like, it's just like luring. And basically like the power behind this voice is taking the freaking plane down, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it's got this like blue, like indigo colored magic that like snakes her. in and, you know, yeah, intertwines her and is like. She likes the way it feels with her magic. It's like familiar and it's very bewitching. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so she, the plane crashes, but she is able to use her magic to give it a softer landing. Yeah. So there yeah, aren't like any casualties. Nice level drop, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then she follows this voice into the jungle and she takes this, which I loved that whole scene. Yeah, I wanted like, more of that, honestly. It went so fast. She finds her familiar which yeah. i was like okay well this is all like check check like check, check, check. you know this is coming quite easily but okay i'm, I'm in yeah. um where's this going so her familiar is a panther a big black panther and she names him nero which i think there's going to be more to come with that because yeah nero is somebody from her past it sounds like yeah memnon hints at that but. yeah um and she finds this these ruins that have been spelled to to be hidden from humanity and so she breaks the spell and comes into these ruins and finds this tomb she breaks the spell very easily which kind of gives you a hint that they might it's be connected her spells. to her in some way. yeah <laughs> oh and this this is another thing i was going to say like about her her being conflicted about her forgetting the cost of her magic I highlighted this so the prolonged walk which she's walking through the jungle gives me time to think namely about the freshly lost memories because you know she it took a lot of magic for her to help land the plane there's no way for me to know which ones or how many of them are burned away with the spell that knowledge is haunting because I could have lost something formative or wonderful or important and I wouldn't know it on the other hand, if I don't know what I've lost, it's hard to grieve it. And I thought that was like when I was going back through after finishing the book at the stuff I highlighted, I was like, that's really telling. Yeah. If I don't know what I've lost, it's hard to grieve it. Because she's forgotten Memnon. 
Yes. And that relationship, as we come to find out, is like really complicated. Yes. Well, as far as we know, we don't know that much yet. Yeah, but I'm guessing. Yeah. Because he, she wakes him up and he's this haughty man who's a, like a hot warrior dude who's in this clothing that's so old that it just kind of disintegrates off of him, yeah. which I loved that. That whole scene imagery. was great. I got a whole, like, a very, like, um, Game of Thrones guy, Cal Drogo kind of feeling from this whole scene. Well, him. you know who he reminded me of instantly was Baron. <laughs> he does have, definitely has Baron's vibes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. obviously I'm all in because Baron's <laughs> is, like, my number one. Um, but, yeah, he's, like, ancient. He's primitive. He's not operating on the same morality and rules as a modern man would mm -hmm. and he's obviously done something real bad if he's been cursed into this 2000 year slumber and on and the he wasn't supposed to tomb, ever be woken like, yeah at the top of his tomb says to. memnon the cursed the cursed yes yeah and so as soon as she wakes him up she's like what the fuck did i do <laughs> yeah and he just like take off yeah well he kisses her he he's like wife you know, Wife, I, right I away, found yeah. you and and immediately, you know, like she did this to him because he mm -hmm. says, you know, you've done this to me. You cursed me and now I'm going to take my vengeance. And he kisses her and spells her into a sleep. And so she wakes up later and he's secured her in the tomb and he's fucked off out of there. Yes. So she has to use more of her magic to get out of the tomb and she's got Nero with her and then she takes the boat back across the river and then is rescued by, you know, whoever rescued the plane crash people. And then she just goes back to <laughs> Northern back California to her, yeah, and is like, boarding mm, school with probably a shouldn't have done that. Probably shouldn't have woken a, this guy up, but I'm just going to... I don't know where he went. Whatever. Hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me. <laughs> yeah. I did like, because she, she got back. I'm like, how the hell did she get her panther back? And like, she does make one little mention of like, took a lot of magic to get him back on the plate. Yeah. Like, okay. like she must have made him look like a dog. Yeah. I don't know if I totally accept or... that, but all right. At least you addressed it. I feel like maybe we should have had a little more about the journey back because it's not going to like, there's a lot of things like that. I'm like, is that just because of this character and she forgets a lot of stuff or because there's a lot of things that just kind of like. Boop, boop, boop. like you said like check 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 it's done it's over like I'm like, yeah it's almost over? like okay it's almost like we want to get to the heart of the story so it's like yeah. i've set this stuff up but it also doesn't really matter so we're just going to yeah. kind of breeze past it to get to where we want to be to really to like, get into this <laughs> yeah which is i mean i get it you have a like when you're mapping your book out you have specific plot points that you want to yeah. get to but it did feel a little bit hurried Yes, just because it was a really cool. I mean, you're in like a jungle and there's a black panther. Like there was a lot of potential there, you know, for like. Just and why would he just leave? Like, where did he go? That's the that other is, thing. It's like yeah. Memnon is very mysterious. He like, we do get a quick little goes. like later. He's like, he's like, you didn't even think about what I've been up to all this time. Just wait. You're going to know. I'm like, sort of. But it's like, yeah, it's I'm dying for book two because I want some answers. Yes, I almost want some stuff from his perspective, and usually I, I, I never that. do. I hate, yeah, please don't make a book where it's all from his perspective. <laughs> We've got one of those coming out this month, but 
obviously oh, yeah. I'm going to read, but yeah, have fun. Just, Tell me how it is. Well, I think you have to, because that's the other know. like sneaky way they do it is there's probably going to be hidden information in there. That's going to be poignant to the next installment of the series. I, I mean, maybe you know, I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be great and I'll be eating my words, but I read so many of these books and I forget a half of what I've read in the previous books and I still enjoy them. So that's true. Well, that's the other thing I was thinking. I'm talking about the Jennifer Armand Trout um, <laughs> for Blood Nash. I was forgetting the name for. Uh -oh. so, so you're getting the, the first book over again from Hawk's Hawk. perspective. But then I'm like, well, it's been a really long time since I read that first book. So. I probably forgot a lot of it. So maybe maybe I'm reserving judgment and I love okay. them and I love that world in those books. So okay. it'll probably be good. I just it's normally a rule of mine, not a rule, but normally I just I don't like. I feel like it's a I don't know, a cop out or something. I just don't to tell the same it. story again. Like yeah. that Midnight Sun one. Oh, God, oh, that, God, was, that so was painful bad. to get through. Yeah. But anyways, let's get back to Mem. Memnon. Memnon. <laughs> Memnon and Celine slash Roxilana, which I don't really like that name. I don't know how to say it to where it flows naturally. Rox Roxilana. Roxil. Roxil. What? It calls her Roxy. A couple of Roxies. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But, I don't yeah. know how to feel about, I guess we're getting another reincarnation type thing. We are. And I still don't really know how I feel about the whole reincarnation. Yeah. Trope. They did that in King of Battle and Blood. And yeah. I don't know if I love I, I oh my gosh young Jess right now is just like what do you mean I don't know if I love the whole soulmate thing like mm. I think it's too limited and like, I don't know I I used to really love a good soulmate but now I'm just kind of like I don't know he kind of he's kind of abusive this sounds more abusive to me than soulmate but yeah well that's why I kind of I'm not gonna say like it but I find it interesting this idea that you don't get to choose. There's enough. And I mean, I yeah. think that has a lot to do with where her character is left at the beginning of this book. Yes. Like, uh, I don't know what he's done, but it's obviously he's done something that caused her as Roxolana to betray him by putting him into an eternal slumber. Thus, and cursing herself, because that's the other thing. Memnon drops that bomb later. He doesn't believe that she's not Roxolana, and then he doesn't believe that she can't remember. And they do some sort of trade-off where another thing that we didn't mention is there happens to be some witches that are being murdered and whose bodies are being left in the woods of the coven. And so this starts happening as soon as she comes to the school. So, of course, her initial suspicion is that it's Memnon who's killing them. And so she he agrees to let her do a spell on him so that he'll provide an honest answer whether or not he's the one that's killing the witches. And in exchange, she lets him come inside of her mind to except that she truly doesn't remember any past with him or that they're mated or bonded or whatever. And so he says, no, he's not the one killing the witches. And then he accepts, oh shit, she doesn't remember me. But he's like, you did this to yourself. Like you've cursed yourself. 
And so we find out that, you know, not only did she curse him by putting him into this eternal slumber, but she cursed herself to forget. Yeah, it's that, like, the book opens with that, like, you know, whatever you put out there comes back on you on three. So I think that's the idea is that she's done this curse, but it came back to her times three and that she loses all of her memories. And then the curse is that there's no memory of him in in history yeah because he's supposedly this like big deal warrior king who which is really exciting to me because you know at the end of this book that curse is lifted so this next book is going to be a completely different world because he will be remembered in it and yeah we'll see and he's back so it's like he got what he wanted he totally got what he wanted and like that's where like he was actually like he's like textbook like manipulative abusive Like, and I know we read a lot of these books where they're like, you know, don't like, I hate that young girls are reading these because these men are abusive. And like, we don't want like people to think that this is like a relationship that you'd be looking for. And we've talked about that. This is fantasy. Come on, guys. But this is like very like that subtle. This one gets to me more Mm -hmm. because she to me like always tells herself like, I don't know why, but my gut, he's a safe place. I'm safe with him. He always tells her like, if anyone is safe with me, it's you. Like you were pretty much the only person that is safe with me. And then it turns out like he was like giving her all of this like reassurance and like they were building this like relationship kind of. And like he was manipulating everything all along. Like he was killing the witches. No, he he didn't kill the witches. Well, so he was behind it. He was behind well, we all don't of it. Know. He's controlling it. No, we he said only... that he was. He's like, don't you wonder what I was doing? And he's like, yes, I promised I wouldn't he... kill them. That was it. Yeah, but it's like we don't really. That's that's what I'm gonna say is that I totally agree with you, but like obviously he's the guy. So it's like, how is he? Is he, he the guy though? That's well, what I'm yeah. saying. I don't know. I don't know. I hope he is. I like him. I'm drawn to him. I'm fucked up. Whatever. But that's the thing. The whole book, I was like, yeah, of course, this is the guy. He's hot. Oh, my God. And their their scenes are great. Hot spices there for sure. Right. I loved all that. I love the like longing. I love the like, you're my wife. Like there's a part of me that really gets off with that whole ownership thing. I'm not going to lie. But then like by the end, I was like, oh, you're you're a sociopath. Well, yeah, okay. but that's the thing is like how are how is he going to be redeemed? I don't know if because he will we be. don't get all of the information. He says, "I'm not the one that killed the witches, but I moved their bodies to frame you," which is like, yeah, that's fucked up. I'm not trying to like defend him there, but what are the circumstances? Because there's this whole other part of the story where Casey, the witch, gets her to join this spell circle for money. And she's desperate for money because she's broke. So she does it and she finds there's like this hidden room under her housing. And she's asked to put on this robe and mask that's very like eyes wide shut style. And they pass this goblet around that's like got some sort of drug in it. So she pretends that she drinks it, but she really doesn't. And they start weaving this magic and this like golem type or golem is that what they're called yeah like the clay type creatures oh that's from that's a different book that you got that word but yeah well no it's a thing it's like a jewish like spell thing because it was all it's like a common he's like an enchanted clay creature yeah and so there's weird creature comes out holding this teenage lycanthrope who's drugged and she realizes like she's into some dark shit and she it's some sort of like binding ritual. And Which so she don't she, like, that at all. Like why 
Why does a witch yeah, be binded exactly. to a werewolf? So like, there's like some other weird shit going on in this school that I'm guessing is related to why these witches are being killed. And she like has to save this like hanthrope. And so she, that was a really exciting scene where she's fleeing and she's like having a magical war with this group of, of witches. And although it did also have the moment of the book where I literally laughed out loud because, you know, Mem she and Memnon can talk through their bond, which is why she's like hearing his voice from the start of the book. And he can like sense that she's in danger. And he's like, Empress, hold fast. I am coming. <laughs> you went all old timey on her, I just huh? busted out laughing because I'm like, okay, relax. But we learn in, in this exchange that she's able to draw power from him when she starts yeah. getting weak. And so he gives her his power so that she can fight off this attack. And, you know, this is where we really get the shift between these two characters because then he comes and he heals her wounds and he stays with her and he helps her. And so that's really like the first scene where she starts to look at him as somebody that who can be trusted. And I, by the end, though, I feel like all that trust is shattered. I have oh, absolutely. I think yes. he's manipulated the entire thing all along. See, but he seems genuinely like mad that she was attacked. Yeah, he is. He's a sociopath. Yeah. She's his. Yeah. So, like, if okay, any harm so is if, coming, if it, it's got to be from him. It's about his ego. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. That's okay, what I'm reading okay. into at this point. Okay. And that's why I'm not confident that he's the guy. Like, because there is this nice little side piece werewolf that she's got some flirtation with. And, like, it is hard because she says, like, oh, but I don't feel the same way for him as Memnon. Like, Memnon's got my, my number, right? Like, it's her mate. Like, they're made for each other. He has no choice. So that makes you very much choose, like, as a reader, you're like, I'm all on board with Memnon. But, like, by the end, I really was confused. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I am curious how Kane, that's the, like, Kane, hand rope yeah. guys, how he's going to come back into play. Because you do get, like, she takes this girl, this teenage werewolf, back to her pack and immediately is like, now she is a friend of the pack because she saved this werewolf. And Kane is, you know, telling her, you're a friend of the pack. And he's calling her toward the end of the book to let her know that the police are going to arrest her because she's randomly, like, been affiliated in some way with some of the murdered witches. Like, she discovers one of the bodies, two of them, actually. No, she's just around jogging with her yeah. friend. For one of them and then the other one nero comes in her Which, room and is like covered in gore and so that she, whole scene was weird to me because when i was reading that i'm like oh shit nero was killing the witches because that's what i took from it like mm -hmm. i thought that he like you know yeah, murdered like, one of the witches covered, yeah and and then it's like she just like follows him and she's like oh you found it and you just happen to get covered in the gore like what was he like pouncing through the witch like i never understood that i was like maybe he was like trying to just figure out what happened to her sniffing know. around her and stuff it all seems yeah. strange to me because like yeah i was like oh no not nero i don't want nero to be killing the witches yeah i it, th yeah that's we didn't get really any answers from that part of the story in this book that's all yeah. just still a mystery like who this spell circle is and that whole thing was weird too because it's like there's this huge scene like action-packed like you know, they're shooting spells at each other. Witches are going down. You'd imagine some of these witches were injured, possibly even murdered at, during this. And then it's like, 
what happened? Someone just came with a big like broom and swept it all away. Like well, they're yeah, on that's like school grounds. Where did all these bodies go? Where did the like magic? Where'd the, the event convenient... go? Like how does nobody know this went down? Like because she just goes back at once again, just goes back to her day to day, goes to school, goes to class. Like yeah, you just got almost like killed this weekend. Yeah, this and you know, like, but again, like with her memory. I know it's like she's not you don't know like you, you're sometimes you remember is like left what, in the yeah. dark on stuff. That's why I think he's got more to do with all of this. But well, like, yeah, I mean, it's curious because he genuinely seemed to be um, surprised that that room was down there when she goes to show him the next day. And then yeah. they do that thing where they combine their magic to like reseal the door i assume so that they know it when somebody's gonna use it moving forward i don't really understand how that spell or what that spell did Hmm. but but yeah then we know he took her shoes so maybe he helped clean it up i don't know again that's the thing like they find her shoe with kelsey or whatever her name is blood that's like one of the pieces of evidence to like set her up her. so i guess and that was probably him he said he was setting her up and he burned her journals which that, that, that was so, the first scene this where is, i was like oh yeah. shit okay and that's where he's i'm like fucker. this is abusive because he's setting her up to where he's the only safe place for her convincing her that everyone around her is not safe then burning any evidence she has of who she really is and her memories so that he like, all that she can know about herself is what he's giving her at this point. Well, I mean, in his defense, he wants her to do the spell so she gets her memories back. No, so he gets his entails. power back. Well, both. It's all about him. And yeah, I think like, no, too, I don't she's know getting if I arrested. She's getting arrested. Yeah. He's had her freedom taken away. And but he's, he's the only like, one that can get her out. But he's like doing the spell to get your memories back is going to make that a non-issue, which we don't understand how. I don't know. Because like I says. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> like, but I feel this like this is <laughs> I feel like that's how the the author wants us to feel at the end of this book. But there are so many things that we don't know. But yeah. I'm keeping an open mind about his ultimate motivations. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's hot. And I ultimately want this to work out. But <laughs> I don't think I've ever felt so just like, ew, maybe not at the end of a book before. About, like, even Barons and all the shit Barons did, I was still always, like, 100%. It's Barons. Like, it will always be Barons, right? But we didn't have this, like, memory issue with the main character. Yeah, and then the end she gets her memories back and she's like, holy shit, what have I done? I fucked up big time. So I think he's an asshole, like a bad yeah. asshole. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, it very well could be. The only thing, the only thing that is making me like pause and think maybe there's redemption ahead is that Nero somehow knows, like there's a connection there and Nero will like go up to him. Like the, the animal likes him. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, except at the end. Except for when he turns on her and then Nero protects her. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just feel like, I mean, if you look at all the facts, like he's really manipulating this whole situation to get his freedom. You're absolutely right. And I think it really says something about me that I'm like, well, but maybe (laughs) this or maybe that. And I'll tell, I I highlighted the the part where I'm like, I really was all in on Memnon. Oh, okay. Because he rescues her and he heals her wounds and this is the first time that he's being nice to her and 
she says, I stare into Memnon's luminous brown eyes. Why are you being so nice to me? I whisper. His eyes are soulful. If there is one answer that should be obvious to you, it's that one. And I was yeah, like, that was nice. There's many like really nice moments, but then like when you pull back and really take it all in, you're like, oh, these are really nice possessive moments. Yes, Yay. you're right. <laughs> but it's still doing it for me. I so. mean, I like. I mean, what I highlighted that um, quote that we ended up not talking about the last book was like a little, like it's like a little bit of possessiveness tastes lovely or something like yeah. that. Like it does. <laughs> there is something about it that is really lovely but uh I mean I, I do he's always like, like wife <laughs> yeah and I do like how he keeps saying you know like we'll figure it out together what, what whatever the reason that you did this to us we'll figure, we'll it, figure out. it out together so like there's also a part of him that he doesn't understand why this happened yeah, and so like is. yeah I do think he wants his power back and I'm guessing like he's not gonna be satisfied to just live a normal life in northern California with Celine now that she's remembered who she is I assume that the next book's going to be all about him like she's not trying to take his power back so that he can be the ruler of America I don't know yeah he's made that very clear like he should be ruling the world yeah he's a dominator like he should have all the power and she took that away yeah, I'm just it's a it's a really interesting story because I'm like, why? There's so much mystery left at the end of this book, and I'm just I wanna know. So I'm excited uh, about the novella. It'll be uh cool to get a little, little backstory. Backstory about them. I did um, highlight uh one of his lines that I was like, is this hot or creepy? I don't know. I, I think it's hot, but a little creep. But he basically this is like in the beginning where she's like, I don't know you. Like, we have not been lovers. I am not this whatever Roxy Lana. And he's like, I have been inside you more times than there are stars to count. I am no more a stranger to you than your own skin is. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that captures him perfectly. I'm like, I is it hot or creepy? I just don't know. <laughs> like, it's I'm not both. sure. And that's it's okay. Both. A little hot with a little green. Yeah, I mean, let, let's let's take a minute to talk about the spice. The spice was really good in this because I get it. Like, she doesn't want them to actually have full-on sex because she's trying to drag this enemies to lovers thing out. But, like, boy, this guy loves to eat out. <laughs> so much. He's sending her these sexy dreams where... He's just going down on her, but he doesn't quite let her achieve her orgasm. She wakes up before she can come. And so that's been really yeah. frustrating. And then, you know, they finally have this romantic moment where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to taste you. I'm going to taste the shit out of you. And it's a really descriptive. And it's funny because it reminded me of that gif where the lady's like, oh, and then she's like, huh? <laughs> you know which one Maybe. I'm talking about? The like, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. That's probably exactly what my face was doing because I was like, at first, this is too descriptive, and then I thought, mm, I kind of like it. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, I feel like I like. I feel like this is happening more in books now, and I'm all. We've talked about that. We're all for it. Um, but like the book that I'm reading that I just finished that we're doing next, same kind of thing. Like a lot of that, and I was just like, ah. Uh, uh, uh. Same thing, and lots and lots of eating out. Like, yeah, I mean, loving these, to these eat dudes out. love pussy. What can you say? Yeah. They're all about it. That's and, cool. you know, and it's like pleasure for her, which is another yeah. reason that I was like, okay, I like him. Because she would, after he got done <laughs> having his tasty meal, that's the other thing that does make me kind of like, 
okay, nobody's pussy tastes like cantaloupe or whatever. I know. It's like the best thing you've ever had. It's a pussy honey dude. Honeydew. <laughs> yeah, honeydew. That's what it was, yeah. not cantaloupe. But, you know, whatever. I mean, look, like some guys are really into it. So it probably does taste good for them. It's just, you know. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Pussy's pussy. It can't be that great. <laughs> I mean, I'm not into women, so I guess maybe, maybe put if like you are, some essential is. oils down there, and it. <laughs> yeah, eat a eat a lot of cranberry. Maybe they should make like a little pussy spray. They make that um stuff that's like it's perfume, but you put it on your ice cream. Oh, it's imaginary that's right. authors yeah, and yeah, salt yeah. and straw. They mm-hmm. did a combo, so maybe there's something like that. Like you just maybe. spray it down there, and like yes, or maybe it's just like when it's like your honeydew. mate's pussy, it just tastes like honeydew. candy, honeydew and jasmine. <laughs> But anyway, I digress. So they get done. She's had the best orgasm of her life. And she wants to ride his dick. She's like, get your pants off. Let's go. There's a connection there. And he's like, like, no, (laughs) withholding. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just another power play for him to like withhold or if it's that he doesn't want to cross that bridge until she remembers him. I think he wants to cross that bridge when she has all the memories, knows all the shit that he's done and is still like, yes, I'm going to ride this dick. But that's it's like, like a little power play a and a little, little both. Yeah. that That's like, again, great. I mean, look, you want a morally gray character. He's this, this book is really ticking off my boxes. Yeah. You got witch, witches, love witches. You got enemies to lovers. Love that. You got faded mates, which, you know, I'm still super into. You got morally decide. gray. Alpha, love that. So it's like, yeah, it's just, yeah, this animals, is a, animals. Yep, animals, and I love a, a and good familiar. Why do they call the police the politi? Oh yes, I was curious about that because it's Northern California. Where, I, kept, I kept another... like, I'm like, we're in San Francisco, right? We are. Yeah, we're in San Francisco. Like, I think why? yeah, like a suburb outside of San Francisco somewhere. The Coven. Yeah, we're in like Marin County or something. Like, why are we calling them that? Yeah, I don't know. I've never in my life heard that, and I'm from Northern California, so it's like a. I think it's like a European thing. Like it's another language. Yeah, maybe it's just maybe they're like. Are they the like cop cops or are they the witch cops? Maybe they're the witch cops. Maybe and that's, that's why what they're it is. so in the know. That's why some of them I, are in the know. Yeah, because it's like they are witches, the murder I victims, but that's not clear. Or my eyes just went over that explanation without processing it because I didn't. Or maybe that's something that you would know if you read, read the, the other, other book. But yeah, I had the same something. had the same uh, confusion <laughs> about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I loved this book. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I you, like as I said, I've already read the next book because I got really ahead because I flew through this book, could not put this book down. But I just there's a lot of questions, and like I said at the end, I was like. I, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I don't know if this is the guy. Like, yeah, it seems like I don't it know if I should be the guy for him or not. It's her yeah. like mate, right? Like, so it's got to be the guy. But like, I don't know. Unless like there's some way to undo that because there, there is. Because she tried. Where, yeah. And he got wind of it and came and I, I liked that scene a lot too. Yeah, it was hot. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. Again, it's a fantasy world. So I don't think this carries over into my real life in an unhealthy way, but I, I like it when a man just comes in and takes charge. I do too. But I, I do. I also books. really like it when the lady can save herself. So I yeah. did appreciate that balance 
with her character because yes she did have to pull magic from memnon in that scene but she was fighting like yeah. he he didn't swoop in and rescue her in like the conventional sense like she still fought her own battle yeah and there were actually there were a couple of other um things that i highlighted that i think are like because she's a queen you know he calls her like my queen mm-hmm. he made her a queen or she made herself a queen I, we don't know but i do get the picture that she's very powerful in her own right and she has kind of locked part of herself away i think he made her a queen because there's some like yeah. they do talk about one point like she was like living poor on the streets or something and then yeah like, she was they like, were her family was killed by roman soldiers yeah and then like he like gave her all she needed to be like the powerful queen that he said he, she always was you know like so he yeah i don't know yeah, but He's there supportive was supportive in some ways, but like ugh. not in others. Yeah, it's very, it's very shady, and there are a lot of questions that still need to be yeah, answered. We about. still don't know what he ultimately did. Yeah, that she's like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and live an eternity without my fated mate and put him to sleep forever. Like that's got to be pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, I hope it's not like there's like a child or. Something I was gonna say, I hope he didn't like kill their child because of like the power the child held or something weird like that. I don't know. But anyway, there were a couple of things. So she's in one of her classes, which I do have to say, like, as much as I was kind of on the fence about this whole college experience, (laughs) I like I want to go to that school. There's like witches and you're learning about like what type of magic you gravitate toward and you're writing papers about (laughs) magical experiences. I'm like, I want to go to that fucking school. Um but one of the professors is talking, just talking about magic and says, magic is attracted to old things. You will be more powerful in 10 years than you are now and more powerful 10 years after that. Even when your bones are brittle and your muscles are twisted with age, magic will surge from within you. And so we learn that Celine, in some capacity is like 2000 years old. Whether yes. or not she's just like a reincarnation or really like clear. she did have a childhood she or thinks. those false memories. Yeah, we yeah. don't know. But the, that kind of leads me to believe that she's probably got a lot of power. Well, it is like he mentions it because it like in that battle scene where she's protecting that girl, there's more power that comes out of her. And he's like, there it is. Like, he's very much like, you have so much more power than you're using. Like, why are you holding back kind of thing? Yeah. And, and even when they're fighting at the end, her and Memnon have a battle. Yeah. He's, like, still clearly a lot more powerful than her. But he does say something like, oh, I didn't think I was going to need to, like, tap into Pulling my reserves to defeat you. So, yeah, you know, that well was actually played. that scene was so I loved that scene. I thought that was so cool because, like, there's this big ball. And one thing I have to bring up. I was really annoyed, but I'm glad that the character remedied this for me when like they're like, we're going to make Memnon. We're going to get him back. He wants you to go to this ball, like blah, blah, blah. Like we're going to put on sexy dresses and look hot. <laughs> it's like, really? Really? That's that's it. That's like I think plan. a little deeper than this. And then she does say like, fuck that. I want to hurt him, like really hurt him. So I'm going to break this curse. Right. But I did have a moment of like. Ew, what? No, you need to do more than just look hot. This is dumb. But yeah, I wasn't sure about her friend Sybil. She's very young. Like she feels very young. And that's why I was like, is this young adult? But it's only when they're in, it's only when she's interacting with Sybil and in like the school that it feels that way. And like that might be on purpose because like 
we find out she's actually pretty ancient, but she's doesn't have all these memories. So there's something that's really suppressed in her, but, but yeah, but I did that ending scene where like they go into the ball and it turns out he's kind of, you know, manipulating this whole thing. And he's got like, everybody is like in danger and he's pretty much like, Hey, you're going to like break this curse now and it's going to be me and you, or I'm going to start killing people. I don't know. It's very dramatic, but I really liked it. Yeah. And also I do have to say, agree to lift the curse and my, and be my wife in earnest and I will release these people. Yeah. It's like, okay, Twilight. So <laughs> part of your ultimatum is you, you, she has to marry you. Yeah. Right. I know. But I mean, I think it makes sense for him because he's like, you are my wife. Like, let's fucking accept this already. We've been married. Like, you know. yeah, I know. So I mean, I, I, I still that. loved it, but I was just I snickered a little bit at that. Yeah. I like, okay. I love a Gotta forced be marriage. Conventional. <laughs> yeah, that's another true. That's another trope I'm I'm here for. Uh, and so, I know it's not healthy, but I love it. Yes. Yes. It's please. just entertainment. Yes, it is. I wouldn't want anyone to force me to marry them. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I were in one of these I know, I those Henry Cavill or something. I would. <laughs> he Henry wouldn't have Cavill, to. That's the one. Huh? Yeah, I was. Yeah, my husband and I were discussing The Witcher, and he's yeah. like, "I'm just so mad that you know he got replaced by the other actor." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "The Witcher isn't even a good show." And I'm like, "Well, I'll watch anything that he's in. that has him." <laughs> he's just. Ugh. Well, yeah, he's pretty like a much big all nerd of these too, which is. Amazing. I mean, I don't care about him in real life. I'm just saying, looks wise, most of the time I'm like, I would say 95 percent of the time I'm reading a book, it's a Henry Cavill and some like oh. switch up of his hair. And- <laughs> See, like I, li- I do like Henry Cavill. Like I loved him in the Tudors. Um, but oh yeah, I never like he's a little he's a little preppy for me. Like he's yeah, never- well yeah, but yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like some variation. variation, not him in real life, but some variation of some of the characters. Usually, just the Witcher character. But you know, I'll give him like dark hair if he's playing the role of of Cassian, or <laughs> or he can stick with the white hair if he's playing the role of Adrian from King of Battle and Blood. Anytime like- there's like a blonde or like someone with light hair, I do think of like I like play with his Witcher look because like I don't know, yeah. I'm a blonde person, so I'm like, all right, I gotta. Yeah, who have out I found attractive with lighter hair? I do like that guy that was in Sons of Anarchy. Sometimes I'll work with oh, him a little, yeah. even though I didn't like that show. Ugh, show was he dumb. doesn't really do anything for me. I think he's Charlie Human. That's right. Human. Something like that. Something? Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. It's just hard <laughs> because like, what do you think of actors between him and Jason Momoa? It's usually some variation of them when I'm like trying because usually the they're like huge. Yeah, huge muscly men, and like you don't really have many of those in in Hollywood. So it's no. like, I mean, I guess all the Marvel guys get have to get huge and muscly, but I don't know. For some reason, it's usually just Henry Cavill or Jason Momoa or some mashup of make up something in my head. Well, yeah, I do that too sometimes. Yeah. Like Henry better. Cavill wasn't Memnon, and Barons. There's like they're my own. Those who could never be casted. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Like, I think, like, Memnon is probably pretty similar to the way that I visualize Barons. Barons, yeah. I agree. But there isn't really an actor that comes close to what I envision. So they're 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 a mashup of my own. Yeah. Same with (laughs) Reese. Reese don't exist. I'm a Court of Thorn and Roses. He's kind of my own 
made up person. Although my friend was saying, you know, who would be, I mean, he's too old now, but like a young uh, Justin Thoreau, he would have been a good Reese. I love young Justin Thoreau. He yeah. got kind of weird looking now. I don't know, man. He got into maybe some Botox and things. It just doesn't look quite the same. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Not now, but like vintage Justin Thoreau. I think he could have been a good recent. He should have just let himself age because like he had all the. Yeah. Anyways. I still think he's hot, but. Yeah, he's still, he's still yeah, got something. But, you know, nobody's going to cast him for a one of these characters, probably. I know. That's problematic. Because if, if they ever make these, like, movies or shows, like, I age out of them. I'm like, mm, you know, you're too young. Yeah, because the <laughs> women are all so young. So it's like, yeah. you know, I don't necessarily want them to cast men in their 40s if they're getting down with a 20-year-old. That's icky in real life. <laughs> I mean, I guess not. The movie's still not real life. But <laughs> for some reason, like, bringing it to, to screen makes it makes you realize how it wrong gives it, is. it more responsibility <laughs> i guess in some way i don't yeah, know i can see what you're saying but you know then it just inevitably you're going to be disappointed because i, I really don't want to watch some 21 year old reese it, when they do a court of thorn and roses well it's gonna happen we'll see maybe they did a good job with Shadow and Bone, like the Darkling. He was just old enough to be. Yeah, I don't like that guy at all. So Why? I know it's weird. He so he reminds me a lot of this guy that I used to do theater with, oh. who I didn't even dislike, but it's just I also wasn't attracted to him, and so I I, I just see that person, and so it's just like he just doesn't. I don't dislike him, the actor. He just doesn't do anything for me. Like, I can objectively see that he's attractive. I'm just not attracted to him. Fair enough. And he has a little bit of a neckbeard thing going he on. He does have a neckbeard. I'm always like, can that. you just fix that? Like, why <laughs> Why do we let that hang out? Like, just get rid of it. Yeah. Does it look so weird if we get rid of it? Me out, I but yeah. <laughs> but I do like him. Like, he does a great job in that role. He just doesn't turn me on. So. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. All right, so what? So you already finished it. So what are we reading next? I don't know. It's River something. <laughs> River of Shadows. There you go. How many books are there? Did you look? Because I know you were two that are out now, oh, okay. but so the an like listing on series. on Amazon says there's four. Oh. But I don't know if it's a mess up or if there's. Well, I wonder about how that works. I think for them to have that information on Amazon, it's probably just like the amount of information they're getting from whoever the publisher is. Yeah. So like maybe if there's four planned. That's what I was wondering. They but tell yeah. them that. Versus now, like there's two. Okay. So it's the first, it's book one of the Underworld Gods series. Yeah, it's really good. Like Karina Hale. Yeah. All? I don't know. I'm excited H-A-L-L-E. to talk about it. Well, I'm excited to read it. Yeah, I was different. like reading this book right up to the wire, even though I loved it and it was good. I just, you know, sometimes I'm just slower at reading than other times, even if I'm into a really good book. Like sometimes I just still don't want to read all day. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I do. Yeah, that's that's fair. I um, I'm really impressed with myself because I managed to watch the second season of The Bear and also get my reading done. That's that is impressive. I did them kind of at the same time, but it's oh, fine. wow. Okay. But oh, that show's so good. I know this isn't a TV show podcast. Yeah, I should work Jeremy Allen White into my rotation of alphas because he's a smoke show. He would probably, I, I think he would be um, 
he could werewolf. be Cassian. Oh yeah, he could totally be a werewolf. He's got that like self-loathing kind of wild mm-hmm. something. But yeah, yeah. that's just he so could good. be Kane. <laughs> Who's Kane? I don't remember all these it's people. The lycanthrope like, in the book we just read. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he could. Yes, <laughs> definitely he could. That you know, actually, we we didn't really talk about him much, but that character was I liked that character because like he kind of was introduced as like a dude bro, and you're like ew. But then, like, as you get to know him, it's sound like maybe he's actually like I think he might be like one of the top pack. He's like an alpha in training. Like, yeah. there's there's more to him than we were realizing, and he was like respectful. Like, I liked. Yeah, him. Yeah, no, I liked him, but I don't care about him. For yet. me, I'm like you're not the guy. Yeah, yet you're right. There's definitely going to be more to come with the lycanthropes. Absolutely, I think there's going to be some twists with all that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm. I cannot wait for book two in the spring of 2024. <laughs> Which will be here before you know it because yeah, that's time is life fast. these days. Yeah. But but yeah, right. this book, yeah, this book, I loved it. I would highly recommend it. Uh, I will say it did take me just a little bit to get into it. But once once I did, pretty much like once Memnon woke up, I was like kind of on the fence about all the calls to her. My oh, Empress, I my Empress. I was Empress, like, I don't, let's just get to get in here. Yeah. But it was very there. Dracula, you're right. Yeah. Gary Oldman calling. Yeah. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you rang? <laughs> oh, but that, I'm going to just keep going. But that also like brings up another, like Dracula is one of those ones where like, of course, Dracula is the guy. We love Dracula. He's the best, but he's got to go by the end. Yeah, they didn't end up together. They That's don't end true. up together. And they're like mated, like they're yeah. fated, mated fates, fated mates. <laughs> That's Anyways. true. I mean, yeah, it could go. I'm not saying that you're wrong. It could. I don't know where it, which direction it's going to go in. I don't either. That's why I'm so intrigued because usually just, like you kind of know. I like Memnon and I hope that he ends up being a redeemable character, but he, he could did. also be the big bad. He could. Who knows? So to be continued. Till next spring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, in the meantime, we'll have to read the Bargainer series. Yeah, See if it answers any questions about how the world works that we're in. Elaine read it. She loved it. It's been on then. my list as well. I just didn't realize that they, I mean, I guess they're not really related because none of the same characters are in it. It's just the same world. Universe. So, yeah, same universe. Well, put it on the list. Yep. We'll add it to my ever-growing list of books to read. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, everyone read this book. It's got the sexy, scary, everything. It's great. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, happy reading. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club with your hosts, Lisa and Jessica. We have more episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you pod. If you like us and want to hear more, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at SexyScaryBook or send us an email and tell us what you think at SexyScaryBookClub at gmail.com.